Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities. Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our first podcast. And uh, Brent, do we have fog machines and, and loud noises and big celebrations oh, for this we one? we have huge celebrations. I mean, really huge celebrations, like a whole audience. There you go. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of cheering. This is recorded by you in front of a live studio audience. Not, not really, not, not at all. Um, I'm Joe Camerlingi. My co-host is uh, Brent Hofen. So a little bit about us. I've been doing discipleship, focusing on following Jesus as a disciple of Jesus, specifically uh, the last couple of years, really focused on discipleship. Brent, uh, tell them a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I mean... Most of my journey in ministry since 1996 has been about doing attractional ministry, um, drawing people to a production or a building and trying to make disciples through that. But really in 2019, God started getting a hold of my heart and saying, what would it take to see a disciple make it, mo- making movement sweep through the Northwest. And so we started this journey of, do we actually have disciples who are making disciples uh, in our church? And we started pressing into this since 2019. And you brought me in along that journey. So I grew up going to Catholic church for most of my young life, ran from that. Um, And God found me and I I returned to church life and everything was going great just sitting in a pew until I met Brett Hofen, you know, and then all of a sudden (laughs) the challenge came. Um, No, the beauty of, of it was there was a lot of things that I was struggling with when I would read or hear the Great Commission or hear Jesus talk about, and the only solution was invite someone to church. And that just didn't seem to work out with the people I knew. And so when I discovered DMM or CPM or whatever you want to call it, discipleship making, it was just a lot of light bulb moments. And there's also a lot of struggle with it because, right, of the obedience part of it. But for me, over the last couple of years, it's been that. It's been growing and understanding and a lot of things that are just like, oh, this is it. And a lot of things that are like, oh, wow, this is hard. This is hard now. There's there's a challenge to it. But that's the beauty. That's why I love the idea of doing this podcast is to help people connect some of our stories to where you're at, encourage you along the way. And I think, Brent, you and I have talked about it. One of the difficult things is sometimes feeling alone when you start something like this and it's it, it feels new and others aren't sure about it. You start to you f- get that lonely feeling. Oh, yeah. I think that um, because it's not something that's super common in America uh, these days, there's disciples that are being made all over the world, but we have focused on just drawing people to one building, one place, one venue. And when you start making disciples and learning what it means to make disciples, I think one of the things that we realized is that it can be a lonely journey at the beginning because it's so foreign to those of us who grew up in the American church. Um, because most of the discipleship that we do comes in large group formats and you remove a handful of leaders from those formats, the question that we started asking ourselves is, what do you have left? And I think it can be extremely challenging when you first get into disciple making to realize that you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) But as you begin to press into what does it really mean to make disciples who make disciples and to see those disciples make disciples who make disciples, we had a lot to learn, and we're still learning it as we walk the journey. 
I think that's what's going to be fun about this podcast is sharing some of our journey and connecting that to others. Um, because maybe you're listening to this because you searched a discipleship on a podcast and you have no idea what it's about. So as we go along, we'll help give brief explanations of some of these concepts that we do, or maybe you've just started or in the middle and you've uh, gone down the road of a training or some sort of CPM or DMM or three circles, one of these kind of uh, thoughts and you're just kind of diving into it, but you're kind of like, okay, what's next? <laughs> um, how do I do this? Uh, what are some ideas? And so wherever you're at on that, I believe we're going to be able to share some stories that encourage you and show how we failed <laughs> and, and uh, also show you where God has shown up in a huge way as well. I want to talk briefly just so we had four campuses, right, uh, uh, across the state of Oregon um, with four buildings that are no longer either in our possession of lease or uh, owned anymore. But um, where we're at now and maybe some of the encouraging stories of, of late with some of the things that we've done, some of the things that you've seen go on in the Portland metro area. Yeah, I think this journey has been a wild ride because we realized that there was something that was radically different between having a centralized event or venue that people come to and maybe in those events they end up consuming more than they're actually being a disciple to realizing what does it take to make disciples who make disciples and see those disciples make disciples who make disciples. And I think one of the things as we've been pressing into this is we've just realized that uh, we've, we have a lot to learn. Um, the, it's a challenging to go from being centralized in one building and having a lot of people consume content that we produce versus taking responsibility for what does it mean for me personally to follow Jesus and to make disciples who make disciples. There's a big difference between those two things. And one of the things that we've learned as we've been pressing into this is that, um, man, to be honest, we didn't know what we were doing when we got into disciple making because we weren't doing a great job of making disciples. So as we press into this journey now, we're just recognizing that everything that we do has to be simple and duplicatable and reproducible, and that Jesus actually gave us a pretty clear model for what this should look like in Scripture. Yeah, that's what I love is when you start to go back to Scripture and you see how Jesus lived, how he walked, what he did daily, and how different it is, and you start to struggle with that, and then you try to put it in a modern context, context which I think we're going to try to do and share so a great example is I'm in a neighborhood. I love walking around my old neighborhood. I used to love to meet people. And my thought was like, okay, how am I going to see about inviting them to church? And then you start in discipleship and here I am walking around and instead it's like, how am I going to have a conversation and get to know this person and see what their needs are? And so there was a neighbor in my old neighborhood back to when I was just going to a regular church met him. Hey, how can I pray for you? He was going through cancer. It was great, but it was kind of like when it came time to invite him, it was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm good. And we were still friendly. Fast forward to today when I'm in a discipleship mode, it's like, hey, I get to know the neighbor. Can I come over and just, you know, sit and hear the story of what's going on with you and what, what you're dealing with in this, in this illness? And then can I share a story of encouragement and pray over you? Yeah, sure. And so the, the contrast between the two of those 
is just, it's like night and day. And it leads to a further conversation. And you're hoping as you do that more and more that it leads to a disciple of Jesus that can then influence others. And instead of just, hey, it's a victory, I got someone in the seat and it felt few and far between. And if I could share one story with people, that would be the difference in my own neighborhood, how I interact and share my my story and my faith story and be able to share Jesus with people is just completely different and more authentic and more real. And I know you you share similar stories when you go out and when you do things, not just in your neighborhood, but other apartment complexes as well. Yeah, this this summer was a big eye-opener for us because I think it was the first time that we had taken what God has been teaching us on this journey about what it's going to take to make disciples who make disciples and really put it into practice by going out over an extended period of time in what we call a discipleship push week, which is simply a week of our lives. We can't do this maybe every week of our lives, but it's a week where we increase disciple making activity in every area of our life. So it was a week of extraordinary prayer It was a week of going out and having spiritual conversations with people who are disconnected from a relationship with Christ. So going out among the lost, it was about having lots of spiritual conversations with those folks. And instead of inviting them to something personally, as a disciple of Jesus, taking responsibility for discipling them. And instead of inviting them to your uh, church or to your event, actually beginning to coach them to become a disciple to their own circle of influence. So seeing them start a group and begin to discover God's word for the first time, some of them in their entire life with their family members and friends in the context of a neighborhood or an apartment complex. And we did this discipleship push week um, over the summer, which is the summer of 2022. And uh, we had over 55 folks that were just really pressing into what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus, go out and have spiritual conversations with people. And it was one of the best weeks of my entire life as a follower of Jesus to see that the same things that happen in the book of Acts can happen in our day and age. And when we go into these apartment complex and have spiritual conversations with people on their turf and in their homes, we just begin to see that in order to make disciples who make disciples, we've got to take responsibility for not only having the spiritual conversations, but then following up with people, coaching them to become their spiritual leaders in their circles of influence. And when the insider steps up to the plate and becomes the spiritual leader in their circle of influence, even as a pre-believer, but they're just beginning to discover God's word for the first time and apply it to their life, man, God started doing miracles in people's lives. He started answering prayers. He started helping these families. We saw scripture come alive and multiple times, even since the summer, we've kind of looked at one another and said, wow, this is like living out the book of Acts um, to see God move in the midst of an entire household, entire apartment complex. And over the summer, we, we did this and we've continued to do this. And we've seen over 17 apartments or homes of people open up to just begin to discover God's word together. And people have been baptized. God's revealed himself to people by answering prayers for these families. And and I think the word of God's just beginning to come alive in so many circumstances. Yeah, it's been so encouraging to hear so many of those stories. And I think we're going to share some encouraging stories. We're also going to share some stories where just you know, sometimes you jump into this and you want to see that we all want to see multiplication. We all want to see 
disciples of Jesus, but patience, as we talk about, we do a coaching call together of, you know, go slow uh, first and then before you go fast and, and all those various ways to say that. But the idea is, is to just be relational and to put these things into a lifestyle and lifestyle practice of, of doing it and just seeing little victories and then big victories, God doing miracles. But I think sometimes, uh, at least I know from some of the criticisms I hear of is like, Oh, well, it's just, it's going to multiply really fast. And I think I probably had that, <laughs> you know, at first I'm like, well, this just sounds like a new method and like the newest thing. And then as you kind of dive in deeper and you hear more from people who've been doing it for a long time or see movements, you understand the patience that it takes and the transformation that it takes. And really, I think the both of us have said it's been more about what God's done to us and just revealed in us as we've gone along in the journey more than any technique or new thing that we learned. It's about God stripping away things from our mm. lives. Yeah, the illustration that I always give is it's like I feel like God's been peeling my onions since the end of 2019. And every time one layer comes off and you're like, okay, God, I finally get it. And then God's like, okay, it's time for another layer to be pulled off. And we've got a lot of baggage from growing up in a religious church system and kind of forgetting what it means to make disciples. And when this journey started at the end of 2019 for me, you know, we had four campuses as a church. Uh, we were doing... Um, services in four different cities, and we were inviting people to a venue, and God did some extraordinary things, and lives were changed, and we're so grateful for the miracles that God did and the answers to prayer, but one thing that we did not do well is make disciples who made disciples, and I think one of the things that we've realized through this journey is that in order to make disciples, the first person that has to become a disciple is me. And God knew that. And so in 2019 on our prayer retreat, he just got a hold of my heart and said, like, what are you doing? And, you know, during that prayer retreat, I tried to answer that question by saying, do you, what am I doing? You want me to start a fifth location? Uh, do you want me to hire a new executive pastor? I tried to fill in the blank, Joe, for, you know, this too, for three and a half months, I did not know the answer to the question. And finally, in one of my own devotional times, three and a half months, God's been asking me that question and he was giving me the silent treatment. Now we have the word of God and God's faithful to speak to us through that. But I was used to hearing God with clarity and God would just ask me one question for three and a half months. What did I tell you to do? And then one day I was reading in Matthew 9 and 10 and I just kept reading and I, and I got all the way to the end of the Matthew 28. And I sat there and I was thinking to myself, Three and a half months, God's been asking me this question, and I finally know the answer. Okay, God, you told me to make disciples. And it was the first time in three and a half months that I had heard God speak to me with the clarity that I was used to. And instantly, God said, then why are you building a church? You make disciples, I'll build a church. And he said it three times. You make disciples, I'll build a church. You make disciples, I'll build the church. And here's the sad part, Joe. When I came to the conclusion, well, what does it really mean to make disciples? I realized, and I began to realize even more in the months after that, that we really didn't know how to make disciples who made disciples. We knew how to do aspects of discipleship. And I'm grateful for those aspects of discipleship because I think there are certain things that we do in churches that are one piece of the pie of making a disciple. But were we actually making disciples who made disciples and saw those disciples make disciples, we weren't doing a very good job of it. And so that's what this journey has been like for me. It's like God peeling 
a layer of the onion back and then me and my pride saying, okay, now I get it. And then God's like, oh, you're just ready for the next layer of the onion to be peeled back. <laughs> Isn't that the hardest part too? When he just starts to peel one back, when you just feel like you're recovered and you like have those, oh, this is great. Yeah, I'm recovered from that layer. And then it's like, here comes the next one. And you're like, no. Yes. And then you realize, oh my goodness, I'm super prideful. <laughs> And then you realize, oh my goodness, not only am I prideful, but I'm sinful. And I don't know, maybe for the first time in my life, Joe, I've just come to the conclusion that I kind of understand what Paul said when he said, I'm the worst of sinners. Uh, I'm not saying my Paul, my life is exactly like Paul, you know, I haven't murdered people. <laughs> um, but, but I will say that like, when you really get real with, are you a disciple of Jesus following the commands that Jesus gave us? And you realize you get caught up in a lot of things that maybe don't matter that much at the cost of being obedient to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's close the first episode there. We just wanted to give you an introduction of what the Sent to Share podcast is about. We have the website, and really for us, it's just about getting materials out to disciples. So Brent, tell us quickly you know, what's on there and our purpose of uh, Sent to Share uh, the website and some of the materials we have. Yeah. As we've walked this journey, we realized that God's awakening people all across North America and beyond to disciple making. And we want to share some of the things that God's teaching us. We definitely have not figured it all out, but hopefully we can save people a little bit of pain because uh, we have been disobedient and then grown to places of obedience. So we want to share that. We want to give away the free resources that we've been given because disciple makers all over the world have blessed us with some amazing tools. And so they're on our Sent to Share website. And then also a big piece of this is we just want to share stories. Um stories of lives that are being changed, miracles that are happening in people's lives as they become disciple makers. And we feel like a combination of just giving away resources, sharing stories, and being honest about our journey might be an encouragement to the other people that God's calling to walk this same journey. So there's the, the resource, and we want to encourage you to share with us. We're going to have other disciple makers on uh, over the life of this podcast and be able to share some of their stories, their journeys, and and really, it's not just information. Yeah, we hope you pick up a couple of things here and there, but just encourage you with different people in, uh, across the United States, some that have been doing it for a long time, maybe others a little bit shorter. But we encourage you, if there's questions, topics, that things that you uh, want to understand better about discipleship, please share those with us. Uh, we'll kind of mold the episodes around them. But really, we want this to be uh, a resource and, an, and, again, an encouragement. So we want to hear some good stories from others. That's that's really what it's all about, too. I'll close with this. My thought is sharing a story is the fastest way to build trust between two people. And so just think about that as you go along. So we want to be story sharers in this podcast. It turns out Jesus knew a thing or two, right? He told, he, he told stories, and that's what it hopefully encourages you to do the most. You can connect with our story. You can feel the pain and understand some of the decisions that we we made, good or bad, um, but also be encouraged that uh, as you walk along in this journey, um, that there's going to be some fun times, there's going to be some hard growing times, but uh, that others uh, are right there with you. But uh, yeah, feel free to share any questions you have um, about uh, discipleship, and we'll do our best to answer them, and we'll bring on some awesome guests as we go. And yeah, we'll just take off from there. Yeah, our plan is to release an episode once a week. 
and to share these stories. And uh, also, if you have a story that that God's doing something radical in your life and you want to be a part of this journey, we would love to hear your story and um, possibly even share that as we walk this journey with disciple makers throughout the Northwest. Awesome. Well, episode one in the books, um, in our old ministry model, we would do fireworks and have a big party um, for the uh, the celebration. But in the new model, we just got the applause. Turn on the haze machines, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But for this one, we just thank you for for tuning in. Yeah, look forward to um, the ones to come. So like, comment, and, and be able to walk this journey with us again. And we look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a Sent to Share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be Sent to Share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at SentToShare.com.